Welcome to another episode of the Spoon Mob Podcast. My name's Ray. I am your host. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a restaurant uh, here in Columbus that just opened last year. It's called Cleaver. I uh, actually had the chef at Cleaver on previously, Jake Levin. Uh, I realized the other day that I never did a restaurant review for the couple times that we've eaten there. So I figured I'd record this, um, get it out there, you know, kind of owe... Um, owe them one essentially, um, you know, basically do a restaurant review for, for every place that, you know, feel is notable, uh, that people should know about regardless of the city. And then also, you know, try and get to have the, the chef on so they can kind of go through their backstory since there's so much misinformation and then in, in information that just contradicts other stuff that's been published with, whether it's, you know, San Francisco Chronicle or Eater or, you know, in Columbus here, it'd be like Columbus Dispatch and Columbus Monthly, 614 Magazine, stuff like that. So, you know, that's kind of been the goal of, of having some of these chefs on is to kind of, in a way, set the record straight as to how they came up and progressed through different restaurants and stuff like that. But then also kind of talk to them in depth about, you know, their experience and how that's kind of formulated into who they are as a chef now and kind of where they're going and, and different projects that they're working on. So, uh, and really just kind of be an avenue and a platform for chefs to kind of come on and, and just kind of talk food, um, you know, in restaurants and everything like that. And not exactly have all the, you know, some of the questions that I ask are, you know, pretty standard. Um, but we try and avoid as many of kind of the, the cookie cutter questions as, as we can. So, um, but I was, you know, going through kind of my list of stuff here and realized that, you know, I didn't ever did a, a restaurant review for Cleaver. So wanted to make sure I got that, you know, on the record, uh, Cleaver itself, it opened, you know, it was kind of like August of 2020. Uh, the announcement came out maybe March or April that that restaurant was going to be opening. Originally, I think, way back when it was like a, I want to say it was a coffee shop. Then it became a harvest pizzeria. Um, I think it was like the third or fourth location for harvest pizza, which is a pretty well-known kind of, it's not a pizza chain. Um, it's just a pizza place that, you know, it's from Columbus. They had at one point a Cincinnati location. I think that closed due to COVID and everything. Um, there's like three or four, locations of harvest here in Columbus, but it was that for a while. Um, that location didn't work out just based on the amount of business that they were doing versus the size and the rent and everything and Grandview. So that got turned into a place called the old spot, which was a partnership with the butcher and grocer and, you know, Tony Tanner and them. And then also, uh, I think harvest might've been a harvest basically sold them, you know, the spot or, or transferred the lease over. And it was, so it was the butcher and the grocer partnered with the, I always say La Tavola. I don't even know. I think it's might be La Tavola. Um, but it's basically this kind of mom and pop, uh, Italian joint over in Grandview. It's really good. Um, really good food. Everything's like handmade from scratch. And uh, we've been there a couple times and gotten to go and stuff like that. It, it's one of the best Italian spots that you'll find in the city. Um, but basically, they partnered up, did the old spot. It didn't really work. Uh, we ate there when it was the old spot once. It was just kind of, 
I don't know. It, it just didn't really know what it was. Uh, the food was a bit underwhelming. I remember I got a Cuban sandwich. Didn't really seem all that, um, you know, worthwhile. You know, it was, it was just kind of a sandwich. Um, didn't really blow your mind or anything like that. Definitely wasn't, you know, the best Cuban sandwich I've ever had. So, uh, you know, it just kind of didn't work. And it, it seemed like a lot of people probably kind of agreed. So they wound up taking the old spot. And then uh, the butcher and the grocer guys, they just took over the spot and said, we're just going to do our own restaurant, no partners, anything like that. As If you go back and listen to the first Chefs and Guests um, podcast that I did with Jay, who came on about 45 minutes or so, I think, uh, just, just under an hour, he kind of talks about how all that kind of developed and and everything too as well. So make sure to go, go back and listen to that if you haven't. Um, but then it became, you know, Cleaver, and they did kind of a soft opening. They were doing um, – dinner parties, which were basically like, uh, kind of like, I want to say like exploratory tasting menus uh, on the weekends And it by exploratory. I mean, they were trying to figure out the con like their concept, like what they wanted to be. Did they want it to be, you know, upscale? Did they, you know, or whatever. So they're still working through that as Jay kind of gets into on his episode there. Uh, they're right now pretty focused on kind of the sandwich game um you know if you look at their their order menu they do different stuff in-house though so they have more entree stuff if you're going to go eat there in the restaurant which they're open but if you're going to do like to-go stuff it's more of a sandwich to-go type menu stuff that actually can travel and works so we've done both uh we went to one of the dinner parties that they did um good experience uh kind of maybe a mixed bag in terms of the dishes. I think it was like eight courses. Uh, some of them worked. Some of them didn't. Some of them you saw like the potential in. And you got to remember too, during the dinner party phase, it was just four people. So it was Jay, it was Dan. Uh, Tony was doing kind of hostessing and serving, you know, and chatting with everybody. And then there was also, uh, I forget her name. She's the bartender there or was at the time anyways. And she was doing serving too as well. So, you know, you're doing a, a like an eight-course tasting menu with four people. Like, it's not something that you would normally undertake. So uh, you have to kind of consider some of this for, for context too as well. But during that experience, the first course was the, um, the endive. I'm not a big fan of a dive. It's too bitter for me. But they did have the njuda, you know, which is kind of like the spreadable pork sausage on top. The bites that you got that had both were really good. Uh, just kind of probably needed a little bit more of, you know, the spreadable pork sausage. Just in dive is so bitter. Um, even if you rinse, you know, and wash it, ice bath it, all that stuff, it's still really tough to kind of get the, the bitterness out of it. Uh, the second course that they did was um, basically squash in a dried poblano pepper um, sauce. So almost think squash in a almost like a mole uh even though it's not technically a mole that was really good it was a nice little like kind of spicy sweet you know spicy nuttiness um that dish was was really well done i like that dish the third course was like a foie gras peanut butter sandwich you, you can't go wrong with it i mean it was nice little 
toasted bits of uh, challa bread, and then they used like a spice blueberry jam, and then kind of the foie, which acted as the peanut butter. But I mean, that's you know that's something that I've kind of encountered a little bit different variations before. Um, Jose Andres does a variation of that at his restaurants too, as well. It's a lot smaller though, and they kind of make it into like uh, a whole shape of the slice of bread, like a small version, almost like one of the kid, like, um, it was like kids, uh, not easy bake ovens, but there was always those little kids like kind of cooking sets when they give you the stencil and you could cut out like a piece of bread and, and all that stuff. So it was really small, you know, one biter, but that kind of concept that of that dish has been around a little bit, but it's still really good. It's something that I don't know if you'd want a whole actual sandwich. It's tough to say. I mean, foie is so like rich, but when it's when it's good, like it's really good. You might you might be able to get through like a whole actual foie and peanut butter jelly sandwich kind of thing. I don't know how many calories that would be. That'd be interesting to find out. Um, it's probably like more calories than like a Big Mac or a Whopper, <laughs> basically. But it it'd be really interesting to see if you could eat a whole thing. Uh, the what the fourth course was like this black garlic roasted tomato dish. Um, didn't look, you know, anything like anything special, but it tasted really nice. Um, it was like sharp and, and you had this good flavor. Um, you know, the plating, I think maybe it being in kind of the black bowl didn't help accentuate kind of the ingredients that were used because the black garlic sauce was kind of this, this dark kind of almost like a motor oil brown, um, type color. And then you had the the red, you know, bits of tomato in there. So those popped really well, but maybe, you know, maybe the, I don't know, like maybe like a gray or like a white bowl would have, you know, done a little bit more from the plating side. I don't, you know, I don't know. You'd have to kind of do it and look, but in terms of the flavor, the dish was really, really tasty. The mushroom dish, um, that just didn't work for me. Um, mushrooms are kind of hit or miss for me, you know, it's one of those things that just, I, I don't know. I just kind of like got burnt out, I think as a kid on mushrooms. And then for a while I wouldn't even really touch them. And now I'm kind of back somewhere in between. Um, I don't gravitate towards mushrooms being on like a menu or anything, but if they are on there, depending on the place, like it could be something, you know, worthwhile. This dish just, I don't know. It just didn't work. Um, they were just too chewy in texture. It just reminded me too much of like kind of the canned mushrooms um, for whatever reason. It just, um, it, it just wasn't something that I was like super, super pumped to get into. The dish after that was the, the play on like a lemon pepper wing, which is like a Southern thing. Um, it was called lemon pepper wet. There was too much. It, that just didn't, didn't work. It just, I know what they were going for. I appreciated the sentiment in trying to do it. It just didn't come out good. Uh, it, it, the one that I had wasn't crispy. Um, I appreciate, you know, everything that they were doing with the the chickens and the explanation as to, you know, where they come from and and all that stuff before the, the dish was actually delivered. But it just wasn't crispy. There was too much, almost like too much lemon in the sauce. It was way too kind of like citrusy and like mouth puckering almost. Um, I don't think either me or Katie kind of finished that dish. Um, it was just, just did not work for us. It just, 
you know, and that happens sometimes. Like you're exploring stuff and, and you know, who knows, maybe it was just the one that I got, like just didn't set up right. Or, you know, depending on like what part of the saucepan, like if I got the bottom, maybe it was more concentrated with the lemon flavor if you know the lemon added you know sunk to the bottom or something you don't know so i mean it you're gonna have misses like when you're doing a tasty menu with four people and two two of those people are in the kitchen like it just happens it's fine but i understand what they were going for uh the pork chop dish is pretty basic and straightforward but it's just really good you know there was fermented apple there's some honey um you got a little smokiness it was a really nice cut of pork too as well so that was really nice to eat. Uh, the dish probably after that was probably the best one. It was this duck. And the duck was perfectly cooked, perfectly executed. And they had this this butter with this really rich kind of reduced down dark cherry sauce. And if you could, the butter didn't really matter. The butter was good on its own, but I didn't really use much of it. The cherry sauce though, and that with a piece of duck, it was fantastic. And, you know, the plating was straightforward, minimal. Um, it, it was just the best dish of the entire menu. It was the highlight, you know, of the night. The dessert was a panna cotta. I'm a sucker for panna cotta. I don't think the panna cotta was fully set because it was kind of, they put some like flowers for decoration on top and those were kind of sliding around a little bit. But the flavor was really good. It just wasn't fully set up i don't think i think it needed maybe a little bit more time but it was the flavor was perfect so you know you have a couple misses in there but overall you know really good and you could see the potential as to where it could go if they stayed along that path i don't know if they will or not it's kind of up for debate um you know as jay kind of gets into we got to go food from them um the other night and you know, they have a bunch of different sandwiches. Obviously, the the kind of roast beef and cheddar is kind of the, I think, maybe the standout of the to-go menu. Didn't get that one, thought about it, but I was just, I'm not super big on roast beef, but I will I will try that at some point um, just because of how Jay is just like, this has actually turned out to be really good. Like, he's really excited about it. So I will try that at some point, but I just kind of wanted a burger. And so I wanted to get the burger and the burger is pretty straightforward. Um, it's not, it's not loaded up with sauce or anything like that. They do a few things to it. You know, some spicy pickled cucumbers are on there. Um, cheese from Snowvell, uh, creamery. But the thing that impressed me the most, I think about the burger, you know, it's a thin patty kind of almost like a smashed patty. Um, was that you could actually like taste the beef. And it's really good beef too that they used, um, but you could actually get the flavor from the beef. You it wasn't overloaded with sauce and all this other stuff, and it was, you know, like a fast food burger or something like that. So that was really good. The fries very reminiscent of what Rock Mill used to do, um, a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker, I think, than what Jay used to do at Rock Mill, but kind of in the same vein, still kind of the same flavor. It smelled like Rock Mill when I was coming home with it after picking it up, it just, this, just the smell of the food. I was like, this smells very familiar. It smells like rock mill kind of used to smell when Jay was running the kitchen there. So definitely, you know, kind of got me excited as I was coming home. Uh, the, the hummus we got, we didn't eat too much of it. We wound up being kind of full, but we ate it the following day and it still held up. 
there's a little, you know, there's a nice little spice in there, a nice, nice little like zing. Um, the pieces of the focaccia that they get from Vegeta, you know, those are nice and crispy, but not too crispy. There was just kind of the right amount of firmness that you want. So you can kind of scoop, scoop the hummus that worked really well. Scotch egg. Uh, I've never been a big fan of kind of any hard boiled, soft boiled egg type stuff. That's just not my thing, but I gave them a try, uh, cause Jay threw them in there on me. So they're good. They taste like breakfast. They taste like a buffet breakfast. If you know, you're in a hotel, you go down at, you know, seven, eight AM and you're getting, you know, loading up your plate and your, and your scrambled eggs mixed with your, you know, your sausage and you wind up getting those in the same bite. That's what this tasted like. It tasted like morning breakfast, basically. Uh, so it was really good. I was, I was really, really surprised. I, I didn't know what to, you know, it's a England specialty. I think they actually use like fish paste instead of sausage, or at least they did back in the day. But, um, those are really nice. So if you kind of like eggs in, in that context, you'll like these. I'm not a super big, I like scrambled eggs, but like hard boiled, soft boiled, like that's just never really been my thing, but these are good. And the other thing that we got was the, the katsu, um, sando. So it was basically like this, this pork sandwich comes on white bread. It's got a nice, uh, tonkatsu sauce on it too, as well. It was really good. The slice of pork is a phenomenal slice of pork. There's like no fat around the edges or anything. It's a, it's almost like if you took like a, let's just like cut out the middle of it almost. Like the the slice of pork was phenomenal. The sandwich itself was great. Um, you don't get any real, you know, too much of the cabbage flavor. Nothing really overpowers. The pork definitely stands out um, in the sandwich. So those are kind of the things that we got you know, go a little bit more in depth and also have photos, um, under Jay's page on the website. So can check that out. I'll probably put some of them on Instagram eventually as I get through it, but definitely make sure you go back and check out the the podcast I did with him. I think it's number 80 in the feed and find on the website, any platform that the podcast is on, it'll have it. Um, they are opening another butcher or, well, yeah, I think they are opening another butcher and grocer but they're definitely opening another uh, cleaver. It's going to be up kind of near the zoo area. That article came out a couple weeks ago, but there's kind of like nothing like it really up there. So instead of going to Dublin, they went farther out. So they'll definitely be able to kind of capitalize on that area too as well. So that'll be really cool for them. And, and that'll be awesome that there's going to be kind of two cleaver locations. I don't know. I didn't ask Jay. Um, I don't know if he's running both of them or how that's working or if Dan's going to take over one or what. I have no idea, but I'm sure there'll be more details on that when it, when it comes out. But yeah, definitely check out Cleaver. It's really good to go food. If Definitely like kind of comfort, good winter comfort food right now is, is kind of what they're doing. I'm sure it'll get a little bit lighter. Um, the menu will once they get into kind of spring and summer and the weather changes. But right now for the winter, it's just, it's nice, hearty comfort food. That's really good. Most of it's got meat in it, good cuts of meat. So make sure to, you know, try them out. If you haven't, uh, they are open for dine-in, uh, the takeout menu too, as well. If you're not comfortable dining in, so right in Grandview, um, you know, there's a, I think the Stoffs is over there. It's right off. I think it's like first Ave in Grandview. So 
check them out. Uh, like I said, check out the page on the website for Jay Clevin. Um, no bio anymore because he did the podcast. We kind of went through everything. So just li- if you want to know more about him, just listen to the podcast episode. Tell you everything you need to know. Um, pretty much any dish that I've ever had that he's cooked is kind of in the page too as well, going back through his rock mill days uh, when he was running the kitchen there. And it's definitely cool to see, you know, see him kind of progress to as well. Like he really made rock mill stand out, you know, for me. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see him be at this other place, have access to some of these, you know, ingredients that maybe he didn't have access to before and kind of just have freedom, you know, to do whatever he wants and, and explore kind of where he wants to go with that. So, um, I think the food's just going to get better at Cleaver. And then once they finally are able to kind of fully open, you know, get all the way up to speed with what they want to do and then, you know, have more staff and everything, uh, both in the kitchen and the front, I think it'll definitely be a, a really cool experience too. So check out all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, Instagram, website, constantly updating, new stuff always coming out, Twitter, Facebook. It's just kind of all linked together, but you can follow us on there if you want. We don't really do anything special for that. Previous podcasts, all that stuff. And um, that's it for the episode on Cleaver. And we'll talk to you guys next week.